Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the day's play. Welcome back to the Adelaide Oval and it's for drink wise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Paul Bonds and Mark Ross here. And we've just seen uh, the Adelaide Crows, Rossi, run out big winners against Port Adelaide. 14 goals, 8-92. Port, 2 goals, 15-27. And Port, those two goals came in the last quarter. They were scoreless for three quarters. Um, that's because well, there's four quarters in a game. They well, they were goalless. Goalless, sorry. Um, Rossi, let's have a look at some stats for Homestart Finance. Get into your home sooner. With Homestar. Well, we've got a lot of time, Bond, so I thought I'd actually start off with the goal kickers for the Crows. Do that. It was Himmelberg who kicked four. Probably could have kicked five in the end. He was he very could've. good today, though. Braden Cook was excellent from his wing. He kicked three. Newchurch, busy all day. He also kicked three. And then it was singles to Boyle, Gallant, McHenry. Didn't really like McHenry's game. That was a bit selfish. And Sharrod. Whilst for Port Adelaide uh, in the last quarter, as you mentioned, Young Mead and Jackson. Yes. Kicked a goal each. Uh, to go into the player stats uh, for the Adelaide Football Club, first of all, their highest possession winner today, believe it or not, was Sam Berry with 29 disposals. Okay. He had 11 kicks, 4 marks, 18 handballs, if you don't mind. He also had 9 tackles and 9 clearances. So it was a pretty good day from Sam, considering we probably didn't mention him a lot throughout the game, did we? But No. He certainly had a good day. 26 disposals to, to Lachlan Scholl. Also kicked it behind. 60 of those, 16 of those were kicks. He also had a clearance and a tackle. McHenry had 24 disposals and kicked one goal one. Jackson Haley had 23 disposals. He had eight, eight of them handballs. He had four clearances. Jack Madgen, who was just outstanding today, had 12 kicks, 10 marks, 11 handballs, and really held up the defence very, very well for the Adelaide Football Club. Patrick Parnell was really busy down back with his 22 disposals, 16 of them being kicks. And Lewis Sharrett also had 22 disposals, kicked a goal. Uh... Of those 22 disposals, eight were handballs. He also had uh, three tackles and a clearance. Uh, and Billy Dowling was the best of the rest with the possessions with 21 disposals, 12 of them being handballs. For Port Adelaide, Riley Bonner, pretty exceptional, especially in the first half. He probably a bit quieter in the third quarter. Agreed. But the other, the other three quarters, he was excellent. He had 28 disposals, 20 kicks, seven marks, eight handballs, four tackles and two clearances. Burgoyne was also busy with 28 disposals, kicked a couple of behinds, had 13 kicks and 15 handballs, also had six clearances. And Jackson Mead had 23 disposals, kicked a goal, 14 kicks, five marks, nine handballs, five tackles and four clearances as well. He was really good. Tommy Jones had 21 disposals. Really? He did. He had 21 disposals. It's pretty easy to do when you don't stand anyone all day. And Harper Montgomery had 20 disposals as well. And that's not actually, it sounds like I'm having a massive crack at Tom. That's the way they set up. Yes. There's always someone from the opposition that doesn't have to stand anyone. And they use Tom to do that. And it is a little bit easier to get a kick, Bonds, when you don't actually have to stand someone. Uh, those were the stats for Homestart Finance. So the heavy lifter for Kona Cranes and D-Mag hooked on safety. I have gone for Young Mead from Port Adelaide. I thought he tried his little butt off all day. He was really good around the clearances. He laid some exceptional tackles. He was quite often on the end of setting up some really good play for them, so I've given him the heavy lifter for the day. I like it. Uh, inspirational moment for Burbank Homes, inspiring design and personal service. Who's, that? Oh, Who's taking that out? I reckon in the third quarter there was a beautiful snap from Cook 
which came from the pass from um, McHenry. Yes. Yes. So given that the inspiration moment was a really good piece of play from McHenry to spot him up and then a great snapshot for goal. All right. Um, let's see your fingers uh, up and about. Uh, it's time for the goal of the day. The goal. The goal of the game for Host Plus. Never Host Plus has been game. named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. There's a few good goals of the day, Rossi. Um, I just mentioned one of them. I yeah. just mentioned Cook. Um, who are you leaning? I've decided to go with the Himmelberg one. I reckon when you're 100 and, well, 200 centimetres yes. and you get down below your knees to pick a ball off the ground and snap it around your body in that second quarter, I think it was, it was a really yeah. good goal from him, so I've given him the goal. Of the Didn't mind Newchurch's last goal yeah, that he made. Yeah, that was exceptional as, well. There, as was, well. there was three or four, really, but Newchurch probably does that every week, so we'll give it to Himmelberg. Yeah. Um, was, it, was it a disappointing effort from Port Adelaide today? Oh, look, over the last couple of days, I mean, being involved with the SANFL, you hear little rumours. Um, I mean, I, I heard yesterday that Port had Wines didn't train. Uh, Boke, I know he wasn't going to play tonight, but Boke didn't train. There was a few uh, that didn't train. Pal Pepper, I don't yeah, think, Pal didn't Pepper train. Yeah, Pepper didn't train. Houston uh, didn't train. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Had yeah. Baby, so, so they had a few of that. Um, there's a bit of illness going around the club. I know Hayes had hurt his shoulders yeah. during the week. If you consider who they had out today, the Crows had a couple out as well. There's yes. no doubt about that. But if you consider it, like, you can only go by paper. And the paper said Port Adelaide were in a little bit of trouble. I think the biggest disappointment would be they had ample opportunity in that first quarter or so to kick some pretty easy goals and keep themselves in the contest and make it a contest. And they were unable to finish in front of goal, which was pretty disappointing. Um, I don't want to do the best players just yet because we'll leave that to uh, after the after the break. Um I, I, look, I, I expected Port to be... They've had a really good month, mm. Port Adelaide, and they sit uh, they sit in fourth position on the ladder with eight wins. I just, just expected more out of them today and to be a little bit more physical at the footy, and I didn't reckon we got that today, with the exception of, of Mead and Nick Moore. And you could probably throw uh, Burgoyne in there a bit. He won six clearances. Yeah, and was for, for someone of his size, it's not yep. really his job. But correct, you're right. There wasn't any any of their key positions. So the, your Tickles, your Pasini's, Lord. your Lords, you know, Scully's a young kid. Yeah, he's got a long way to go, that. and yep. so is Marshall. But they are big bodies, and you just expected, you know, for them to crash packs a little bit more, throw their weight around. We didn't see any of that from any of their tools. But to be fair on their tools as well, Bonds, they're very young. Um, yes, they got a lot of learning to do, and they're only going to get better. Um, I thought they missed Hayes a lot. I think Tico's yeah. better when he comes in as the second ruck. When Hayes actually Byzantini wears as well, who's been, been playing promoted to the yep. to the senior to the senior AFL game this afternoon. So, look, they've got they've got a big upside in regards to who will come back. I think what would be most disappointing to them is the injury to Sin. He looks like he's done a pretty bad hamstring. Yeah, um, and that's so that's another player they'll be down in the into the future. Uh, I mean, he went down like he was shot, and he actually laid there on his back for quite a while before the trainers even got to him put his hand up straight away so it's pretty disappointing for them as well it's probably just in answer to your question it's been a disappointing day for them all round they weren't able to execute early when they had their opportunities in front of goal yes and then from then on it just got worse I'll ask you about a couple of players for the Adelaide Crows um, Jackson Hately first where do you see his footy be good in a centrals jumper I know that <laughs> <laughs> uh, look he's very un- I mean it's He's very unlucky. I mean, he can't really do much more than what he's been doing at SANFL level. Does he just stay on the list? Um, oh, Does well, he... I, I'm, not, I'm not in any power or understanding of that and whether 
what they're thinking. I, I don't know if you can keep him and Crouch. Um, so that might have a bearing. And do they chase another midfielder, you know, as a free delisted agent somewhere? Is it? I'm using a hypothetical, people, so I don't get excited like I know him. But will Dylan Stevens, who's out of contract, want to come yeah. home? You know, and if you can get someone like that in through your midfield wings. Um, there's a lot of good players. I know we're talking about Jackson, but there's a lot of good players. Cook's another one who I thought was pretty good in his AFL game last week. And he's back here today. He kicked three goals off his wing. He looked clean and precise. McHenry's not getting a game at the moment. Berry, who was outstanding around a stoppage today. I mean, we felt like we really didn't call him, but he's ended up with 28 possessions and six, eight clearances or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, li- I like Berry's game. So, so Hayden's in there with a lot of guys that are, that are, are performing well and not being given an opportunity. I think if you were to be critical of Jackson's game in any way, and it's hard to be critical at the moment, but his he's kicking just lacks the efficiency that I think they want to see regularly at AFL level. And that doesn't mean he's poor, but it probably is just not as efficient as you'd always like to see it. I mean, I think the great example today is, I thought Will Hamill was outstanding across halfback. Yes. doesn't even get in my votes, and I thought he was outstanding. Yep. Um, and yet, it's him or Nan Curvis, and who's going to make the better decisions to go up and play AFL footy at the moment. And that's why Nan Kervis has got a nod. Well, you could say the same about Jackson. My only thing with Jackson is I don't think they've given him a fairly... Jackson Mead. Uh, Jackson Haitley, sorry. I don't oh, think Jackson they've Haitley. given him a really good look at it this year yep. at all until last week. Well, he hasn't really had the opportunity because well, they've, they've been they playing good footy and winning. Yeah, but, they ha- but suddenly this week you look at the Crows and they look a little bit like... I'm going to get killed for saying this, but they look like Dad Darney. There's yeah. Crouch and Laird and yeah. Dawson and... Well, the old, oh, same old Dawson's Sloan and, well, Dawson's old, but what I'm saying, it's the same old blokes playing through the centre of the ground again. Um, I would like to see a couple of the younger guys, including, I thought, as I said, Cook's the really unlucky one for me. If I was to ask you, like, obviously, Adelaide, big win today, but you're looking at both those lineups on paper. Who has the best young talent out of Port and Crows in this sample uh, lineup? Uh, or what, you know, when, when we were talking about. Mead, Burgoyne, Scully, Lord, uh, Pacini, Sin against the likes of Berry, Hamill, Cook, Dowling, Parnell. Well, it's difficult to answer, and I'll tell you why I'm not trying to sit on the fence with it, but Port are more tall orientated. Yep. So they've got Vizantini, who's gone up today, yep. Hayes, Scully, um, Pacini, these types. Tickle, that are all quite young and they're all tall and they've got to play them when they're fit. Yes. You have to play them. Yes. So they've got a lot more talented tools what I think the Adelaide Football Club have got. I think the Crows have got a little bit more power through the midfield with your Berries and McHenrys and these types and Shoal and Cook. So, a bit different. If you said to me who's got the better list, Port Adelaide. Hmm. they got the better list. Yes. So that's the entire list, not just what was playing. Yes. Yeah. Um, what we might do is uh, take a little breather and um, come back with the best players here during this game. The Adelaide Crows running out winners by 65 points. This is the sample on your home of sport, SENSA. Welcome back to the Adelaide Oval. It's showdown Saturday and the sample is all over, done and dusted. The Crows 14 goals, 8-92. Defeated Port Adelaide, 2 goals, 15. Paul Bonds and Mark Ross with you. Uh, Rossi, um, we're here thanks to Drinkwise. If you choose to drink wise, uh, sorry, if you choose to have a drink, choose to drink wise and it's now time for your votes thanks to Homestart Finance get into your home sooner with Homestart Finance well we'll go through the special mentions uh, Port Adelaide first of all pretty simple really Riley Bonner 
Young Burgoyne and Young Mead are the three mentions today. They were, they were good. They were their three best players by a country mile. For the Crows, I thought Haightley was exceptional again. We, we mentioned Berry. Hamill off halfback. Jeez, he was good. Yeah, excellent. He used the ball. We were really unlucky not to be in the votes. Strawn after half time was exceptional. Um, I like Parnell off halfback as well. I thought he was really, really good. Newchurch was busy. It's probably the most consistent four quarter game I think I've seen Newchurch play. McHenry was busy. Uh, as I said, I loved Cook. I thought he was exceptional yep. on the wing as well. But I gave one vote today to the big Himmelberg down forward for his four goal effort and the performance he put in Ruck. And I even thought he never, I think once he got out marked today, just once. So that was a yep. really good game for Elliot. Um, I thought Lockie Scholl on the wing off halfback, and that was really clever by hand and foot. Gave him plenty of run and carry. Uh, used the ball exceptionally well, so I've given him two votes today. And it might be a bit of a surprise for people listening to the game because you don't hear him a lot, but Jack Madgen today was just unpassable down back. Uh, you could tell his leadership from setting the play up from behind the play was really good. I think he had the ball close to 20 times and he used it effectively every time. Um, and he was strong one-on-one, like really strong. None of those poor big tall forwards had a chance with him. So I've given him the three votes. I thought he was excellent. He, he was unlucky not to be, still be playing AFL footy, I reckon. Pretty solid player. Yeah, I, I, got a, I got a bit of a bee in my bonnet about the fact that he was able to be a top-up player for the Crows because it's... Um, the Why, one, the one, Why is that? Well, because the rule was... I mean, and this, is, and this is maybe a bit of an older rule, but the rule was always that one thing the SNFL didn't want was the AFL clubs to have the opportunity to purchase or get a player across that the other SNFL clubs were chasing. And and the SNFL clubs, a lot of them was chasing Jack Madgen. Yeah. And, and by the way, he's a terrific fellow. So this yep. isn't a, this is, forget the name. No, nah, aware. But he, he obviously had a bit of a background through Centrals as well and we had a chat to him and he said there's really no way he was coming to the SNFL. Uh, of course, until... Yes. The Crows throw something his way. So that, to me, just gets up my goat a little bit. That's fair. Hmm. Anyway, that's that's uh, let's uh, have a look at the other sample game on today, thanks to Morris Finance Success Together. Um, Sturt defeated the Eagles in the end, but the Eagles led pretty much all day, Rossi. Yeah, they did. They, well, quarter time, 3 2 to 1 5 in favour of the Eagles, and then it was 7 5 to 5 8 halftime and then the Eagles again with 8-6 to 6-10 so it was pretty close all the way through but the step powered home with a four goal five last quarter to one goal to run out pretty convincing winners in the end 10-15-75 to the Eagles 9-6-60 so goal kickers there Josh Honey kicked three and Burroughs kicked two for Sturt whilst Matthews Wrench Retschke Richards Jesus a few hours in there and <laughs> Slimming all kicked one <laughs> whilst for the Eagles uh, young Max Beattie I'm really impressed with young Max He's, yep. he kicked a couple Troy Menzel for his first senior great game great to see Troy back yeah. after doing his knee last year yeah. uh, played a couple of games in the twos and then straight back into the league side and to play his league and, and, and kick a couple of goals today it'd be great for Troy yeah and he kicked them in the first half as well Beacon kicked one off he would have been playing off halfback the lawyer Nichols, Pierce, and Tumpus all kicked goals. I noticed just quickly. The Tump got the on Tump. the scoreboard. Yeah, they must have uh, shifted him to a wing for a while there. But Battersby ended up with 31 disposals, and that Sturt dominated again through Hone 23, Lewis 23, Voss 23, whilst for the Eagles, Sinor and Zane Williams, who probably hasn't had the year you would have expected coming back from the July. No, and they're trying him down back at the moment as well because yeah. he just hasn't been able to find that form. Well, he had right. 22 disposals today as well, so he was obviously pretty busy. 
Um, one thing that just stands out, you look at that stat sheet, and uh, Tom Lewis, 11 tackles. He's an absolute he's tackling machine, isn't he? He's an absolute beast. I'm a big fan of Tommy. I actually think he'll go all right in the McGarry, although he did uh, miss a handful of games, which might cost him. Yeah, yeah, missed a big, uh, a bit of a chunk. I think he missed four or five there. Um, but uh, With maybe the tackling's Josh Hone three five three five. Didn't have the kicking boot on Hone. No, that's very unusual for Hone. He's normally a beautiful kick for goal. Um, I also noticed um, Tommy Lewis. We mentioned his tackling and then those eleven tackles yep. that he had. He also had six clearances, if you don't mind. Yeah. So he's had a fair day. I tell you, he's been a bit quiet for them. Still contributing, but Paddy Wilson. We watched him the other week. I'm not sure his shoulders are right. I agree. I reckon there's a little bit. Anyway, I won't say too much because. No, pretty, we may, might pretty, be fine, but... It, it, pretty sure you, they come to the Ponderosa in two weeks' time. And you, you expect a lot from Patrick Wilson. Um, and But maybe maybe the way that Lewis and Battersby and their midfield's playing, he doesn't have to do as much work. He does. He is playing a little bit more up forward as well. Hey, they might be nursing. They're, they're home and hose as far as finals. So they might yes. be saying, let's just get him through to finals now. Playing more up forward where he's really damaged. Give his body a rest. Give his body a rest. So... If they're doing that, I'll give them a massive tick. I reckon that'd be pretty sensible. And that's the good thing about having, you know, as you said, Lewis, um, Battersby, Tearley, shoot these types yep. being able to go through yep. centre of the ground. And the other player I really enjoy watching these days is Carruthers off a wing. He's, he's been really good for Sturt as well. Um, question without notice. How long is it before there is a AFL reserves competition? And the two teams that played today will be part of that. Do you see that in the next five years? Or is it the next I could ten see years? it in the next five years. But every time I bring it up or raise it, it's knocked on the head pretty quick that they won't do that and money and all these sorts of things. But behind the scenes, I just see little bubbles of murmurs of, especially now that the VFL is getting so out of control in regards to results. Well, this, this is why I'm bringing it up, because yeah. there's been some massive results in the VFL uh, this year where it's been, you know, 120-point wins yeah. and things ridiculous yeah, like well, that. I don't, I don't think the Northern Bullhounds have kicked a goal for three... It's been three games since they kicked a goal. Yes. Um, yes. Which, which is not what you want to see. No one wants to see that. Um, and, and look, mate, I'm not... It's it's really hard to have this conversation because what you do know is if there's a VFL, if the Crows and the Power go into a second-tier VFL, AFL competition, the one thing you know for certain is there's another 15 or 20 players that probably come out of the SANFL that will be yep. top-ups for them in the VFL. Yep. That's probably what's going to happen. Yep. Um, but at least we know from week to week what we're left with. Um, I'm not a big fan. I'm, I'm not. I understand why we have them in the SANFL competition, but I've never been a fan. Um, they don't bring they don't bring a crowd, so they don't make any extra money off of it. All they do is bring TV rights, and I always hear these things. Well, Channel Seven won't be part of it if they're not well, there, and not all true. these things. Well, and if it is true, then I get annoyed because I'm going. Well, you're not supporting the SANFL, you're supporting the AFL franchises. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if that was yeah. the case. But I, I keep hearing it, yeah. and uh, and it's normally coming out of the mouths of people that should know. Yes. So if 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 that is the case, I'd be really disappointed because I'm led to believe that they support the competition, not two teams that are part of the competition. Yeah. Uh, now, I know I do also know, though, Bonds, that when the Crows and the Power uh, SANFL teams are playing and they're on TV, they get a really good following. So people out yeah. there do watch. So people say they're not interested. Well, they're not interested in going, but they are interested in watching if it's there in front of them. The lazy supporter doesn't want to go to the game, but 
quite happy to watch well, it on TV. Port Adelaide and the Sample, especially when they play at home, have a have a pretty good following. Yeah, it's not, not so much a, in the not, last two yeah, years. not so much away from Alberton, but uh, the Adelaide Crows have always struggled to get supporters. Yeah, which is it's a, and it's, you know what, it's a bit disappointing it has because they play some bloody good footy which we've seen today. It's great to watch. I've seen them a couple of times this year. They were involved in a cracking game that down at Elizabeth early in the season. I mean, they went down, but it was a great game of footy all round. Uh, I've then seen them not playing my team, Central, so I've actually seen them playing other teams this year, and they've played some outstanding footy. So you feel like Zona, their supporters, It's you, as a member, it's free for you to go. Go yes. and watch them play. It's Go and see who's coming through for you, and so you can actually be educated on what's going to happen for the future with your team, yep. rather than just sit back as armchair experts in the AFL game only. I, people say it's time and it's money. Well, it ain't money, because they don't have to pay as a member. True. You don't have to pay, so it's not money. True. It's just willingness to spend a couple of hours on a Saturday afternoon or Friday night or Sunday afternoon watching your yeah, team go it, around. It's probably been the most disappointing part of their inclusion into the sample has yeah, been their following. Because players love playing against them. That's not the. Don't ever think the players don't enjoy coming up against some of the bigger body good players of yep. the league. What it does do, though, is you see what happens today. So. Their AFL team gets some injuries or concerns. And I hear this argument all the time. Oh, yeah, but that happens to all teams. No, 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 no. When they get injuries, it's the luck of the draw of when you're going to play them and when you're not. Now, when I can only talk about my own team, and this would have happened to all the other teams, but when Central's played Port at Alberton this year, they had Narkel, Jonas, uh, uh, Burton had been dropped. Yes. You know, they, they had them all, mate. I mean, we could keep going. All I think there was 19, of, 19 players of which, you know, 15 of them have played AFL footy. Yep. Um, you've got no chance. You're not going to beat them. You're just not. Now, you're gonna, you can be competitive, but you're not going to beat them if they're fair dinkum. Yes. Um, and how many times do we see that that happens? Well, that's that seems to happen a lot to certain teams when they get to play them. They just come up against them against the, at the wrong time. Now, the argument comes against the other way where they go, well, we play Sturt when they're fully loaded and don't have any injuries. Well, you're right. That That is yep. part of footy, but... It's not an even playing field when you're coming up against a, a team of AFL professionals at any stage. It's just not. It's not an even playing field. Speaking of crowds, hypothetical. Adelaide Crows playing Glenelg in the grand final this year. What's the expected crowd? I still think like, you're like, do, the, do then the Adelaide fans that are going to be here tonight in force, I think do they go to the sample grand final and, and barrack for their team against the base? Well, they went and watched the women play, didn't they? But yep. they didn't have to pay. And so is it was because it was a Sunday afternoon on a nice day and there was nothing else to like do. Like, you're still going to get a good crowd. I still think you'd get 25,000 people yes. to the grand final. Yeah, you're still, yeah, I'd probably you think might get more. If Glenelg are playing, you're probably going to get 35. I'd be more interested in what they're going to get if the two AFL franchises were playing in the grand final. It'd be interesting. That might test the old, is this working on it? I think it's sample grand final. It's a great day. I think it just, the people come. Bit like a day at the cricket, isn't it? People we can't. just go to enjoy the day. Yeah. Bring a cricket and get on to that later. We might, we might have a bit of a chat. <laughs> chat about Come the on, there, Aussie. If you're just joining us, uh, the sample uh, sample showdown was won by the Adelaide Crows. 14 goals, 8 92. Port Adelaide, 2 goals, 15 27. Port didn't kick a goal until the last quarter. They had their opportunities, though. It's not like they didn't. Um, wasn't like they came here with one goal in mind. Like no, 14 they were behinds, unfortunately. 12 behinds at three-quarter time, they were. 
Uh, but 65 points that the uh, Magpies went down. They were better than that. It's very hard to explain yes, that when you, when you hear the scores, but yes. they were better than that, especially in the first half. I thought just before halftime and then the, the uh, and then the third quarter in particular, they were pretty ordinary, but they had a crack. All right, um, Rossi, after the break, I'm going to ask you about tomorrow's game for broadcast, the Mark Ross Cup. Nor we're <laughs> taking on Centrals, and we'll talk about the other two games tomorrow as well. This is The Sample on your home of sport, SENSA. Welcome back to The Sample on your home of sport, SENSA. And we're here for Kia, the official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And for Homestart Finance, get into your home sooner with Homestart Finance. Paul Bonds and Mark Ross with you. And uh, we've just wrapped up the Adelaide Crows' big win over Port, Port Adelaide, 65 points in the sample showdown, AFL showdown, coming up very shortly on SEN, so don't go anywhere. Rossi, I want to talk about tomorrow's games in the sample. Uh, firstly, let's um, let's talk about South and the Bloods down there at Flinders University Oval, Flinders University Stadium. The Bloods have been playing some okay footy. I think they're getting better every week under Adam Hartlett. And South just limping to the line, aren't they? Yeah, they are a bit. Um, really, to be fair, they've been disappointing this year, the Panthers. Yep, um, agreed. I think if everyone looked at their squad at the start of the season, who they'd brought in, you know, Smith, um, uh, Sproul, unfortunately both been injured, which yes. you can't help. Um, and then, you know, a number of others that they, they purchased. And then you've still got Gibbs and Haynes and Brooksby. And, I mean, you look on paper. Skinner. Skinner, Skinner was another one that's come in. Another one who got injured, though. They, a lot of the key yep. recruits did get some nasty injuries, yep. which obviously doesn't help. And Kobe Much from the Eagles Kobe has Much been from pretty the good. Well, Strengthen yeah. their midfield. Yeah. So, and even young uh, Rose, he probably just hasn't been himself. Yeah. I watched him last week. I thought he looked a bit flat. Um, what they have been able to do in the last few weeks, though, is blood some kids again. They do have yes. a really good junior program. Um, look on the other side of the coin, Westies. Oh, gee, I've been impressed. I've been really impressed by what they've done. I mean... We talk about injuries. They've been decimated. Yep. And every week they keep coming up and just keep punching above their weight. I shouldn't say above their weight. That's a horrible way to actually put it. But they keep finding ways to knock the opposition down um, when they're probably a little bit under man. I think Adam Hartlett's not only a great person, but he's a bloody good coach. Um, from what I can see from an outsider looking in, I do know he's a good person. Yes. Um, that I already do know. If you listen, hearts, go well tomorrow, mate. I reckon they'll get the chockies. They're not, they don't fear going down there. They never no. have. Um, if they play anything like they have in the last fortnight, they'll, they'll get the, the chocolates. But one thing I'm actually happy for for South is young Deline coming in. Um, and I know Draper's gone out this week, but a few weeks ago they, they, they had three or four of these young kids playing and they, 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 they just, look better. Yeah, just a little taste, giving yeah. these kids a little taste. And they look hungry because they, 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 you know, they want some success and they want to play and... I think the sooner a, a few of the South guys that have been around for a while probably move on, the better they might be for their long-term success. Yeah, and if you didn't, uh, if you don't know the name Jack Deleen, he is a youngster down at South. He's a uh, surfy-looking type, blonde, and he has a lot of ability. I've caught him in some junior games, and uh, the kid's exciting. Yeah, he, he gets he the can, footy. He's got speed. He's Isaac got Heaney skill. Mark too. Just, just yeah. think Isaac Heaney as a kid, and I reckon you go, oh, my God. Isaac Heaney, Mark II. He's yeah. it's a bit skinny, this is, is young Delene, but he can he can fly, he can catch it. And when he hits the ground, poof, off yes. he goes. Yes. Uh, so he's really dangerous around goals. and uh, He's probably the sort of player in the long run that's going to be a, that really 
hybrid forward that could probably go to a wing and cause a bit of damage when the ball gets over the back. Yeah, making his debut in the league side tomorrow, Jack Deline. I don't think he played reserves, did he? I think he's straight. No, he's gone straight, yeah, from, straight the, from the 18s. I might have played earlier in the year, but he certainly yeah. went back to the 18s for the last few weeks since the under-18 carnival. And, and it's exactly what in. they did with Horn Francis yep, and North Draper. Francis. Yep. Straight from the 18s, straight into the league side. Yeah, I, the only the, maybe this is me a little bit old school, but <laughs> it's not a good message to your reserves players. It's not a good message. No. no. I know you've got talent, but let them come up for a couple of weeks and play some reserves games and then go in. You're pretty much saying to the other reserves boys that are there, you're not good enough and this kid's way better than you, so we're going to let him play. And yeah. I reckon if I'd done a full pre-season and I saw some 18-year-old kid just come from the 18s and go past me, I don't think I'd be that happy. That's fair. That's fair. Um, give me a winner. Uh, uh, I'm going west because they've been playing some <coughs> excuse me, good footy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go west with you. I think, uh, yeah, I think south, as you said, there's a couple of the older guys there just looking... For the finish line for the start of the season. They can't make finals now. I think Bloods have just got a, a little bit more to, to play for. Oh, one guy I do like from West Adelaide is Kobe Ryan. I've seen a bit of him, but he is getting better and better as the season goes on. Yeah, and look, if he doesn't get an opportunity to be drafted, which I don't think Kobe will, but it's just a shame because I like him yeah. to, as well, Bonds. In fact, we tagged him a few weeks ago yeah. when we were playing Westies because we, we knew how damaging he could be. Um They've got another young kid, Kennedy, as well. He's playing in the, the twos that will eventually come up and be a really good player as well, and a number of others. North taking on Glenelg at Prospect 210 tomorrow. This will be a good game. North looks be. strong. It's just, well, it, they've got their team back. It's yeah. All year they haven't been able to settle, had injuries. Uh, this is the first time they've actually been able to get what you would call their A-grade midfield and team on the ground. I heard a little whisper during the week too that a certain Coombe might be returning. Really? It's only a whisper, but I did hear it. And uh, it'd be interesting to see if that happens. But that, um, That'll help. Yes. Yeah, it'd be big, big jump. I, I'm led to believe he's overseas at the moment. Another mate of mine's overseas and said he saw him in London or something only a week ago. So, right. But uh, whether that's just a nasty little rumour or fact, we'll soon right. find out. But it's a 20-hour flight. Yeah, oh, it's not so much that. It's about what sort of condition yeah, they're going to be in to be playing footy leading into finals. There's only three games to go, let's not forget. Yeah. You'd probably need every one of them to get your, your normal SNFL fitness pack. But, mate, oh, I, I like the North Adelaide paper, a team on paper tomorrow. Um, I actually want the base to win for selfish reasons, but um, uh, my club's destiny is in their own hands still at the moment. So while that happens, my head says, come on. Sorry, my head says I think the Roosters will win. My heart says, come on, the Bays. I think you to get this one over the line for us. Um, Aaron Young, McGarry Mellers, plays his 100th game tomorrow as well. So congratulations, Aaron. Ter terrific fella and yeah. well-deserved. McGarry Mellers last year. and hope he goes well. Yes, so that'll be a great contest tomorrow. Um, Tigers taking on North Adelaide. I'm going to go for the Tigers. I think they'll, uh, I'm going for the Roosters, mate. I think they'll get over the, I'll get, I think they'll get the Chockers tomorrow. I reckon right. the Tigers have just been a little bit off. Yep. For three or four weeks. Yeah, they weren't fantastic against West. They no, scraped they over the line. by the Crows, which is no embarrassment. But other than the last quarter when the, the Bays, I think, kicked 5-7 or 7-5 or something, they were pretty ordinary until that quarter. So, um, I think, yeah, I, I just think the Tigers will come out and want to make a statement tomorrow. Um, all right, the Mark Ross Cup, <laughs> which is Norwood taking on Centrals. It is our game for broadcast tomorrow. And... Uh, and we will uh, we will bring that to you from two o'clock. 
Dan Menzel and myself will be there calling it at the beautiful Cooper Stadium no on doubt. the Dan, parade. Dan will be having his red, white and blue scarf around his neck yeah, just supporting the boys. No, there's no chance of that. <laughs> um, what Norwood's year? It's been really, really strange, hasn't it? We're coming off a premiership. Yeah, they lost a couple of players, but the fall from grace has been dramatic. Yeah, I think it's based around uh, from what you... Without being in the inner sanctum, you never know. But no. Obviously, I know a little bit more about Northern than I do with the other clubs through relationships and stuff. And I think their, their pre-season was badly interrupted by players going overseas that had injuries. Yes. Um, or players that went in for late surgery. And they lost they lost their fitness coach as well, CJ. And I, I had a lot of time for CJ as a fitness coach. I mean, I was there when we employed her, and she was very good. Mm. Uh, ran a really tight, hard program. Yes. Um, and, I, and I think they thought they'd be okay, and I reckon it's come back to hurt them even more on top of the injuries and yeah. those types of things. Uh, only they can answer that, though, and I'm sure Twig will when the time's right, uh, whether that's that's right or wrong. Um, and they've had a little bit of bad luck with injuries, but no more than anybody else. Correct. Um, so I think that's a bit of a that'd be a bit of a throwaway line if they were to use that excuse. They, oh, look, they I, just lost a lot of close games. And mate, I, I'm telling you here, Bonds. Yeah. When you look at the draw for a season, you're looking at it and you go, you know, if we were in round one, it's not a bad draw. But if you lose round one, it suddenly looks really tough. Yeah. And they lost one close game, then they lost another, and then they probably got beaten pretty easily. And then from then on, they just weren't able to get anything to get together. And yeah. Um, and Twig Rowling said, uh, has said at the start of the season that his uh, the season like that didn't get off the way that all the preseason games he wasn't happy with the way they were playing, and it just took him far too long to get the ball rolling and then and now the season's done and dusted it's too late yeah uh, but look mate I know one thing I do know is they've been they pushed North Adelaide and probably could have beaten them last week they pushed them right to the wire at Prospect which is never easy feat I think the week before they only went down by a couple of goals as well so they're not they're not horrible uh, at the parade they're very very difficult to, to, to beat they'd love nothing better than stop our halt towards you know getting yep. into finals I mean, certainly the Eagles losing to Sturt today and Port Adelaide being smashed by the Crows today has actually helped the Central Districts Football Club in, in their quest to, to play finals. Yeah. And if Glenelg can get the job done tomorrow and we can win, then we'll be in. So, for who, now, anyway. Yeah, who uh, who out of that lineup, uh, who out of the Central's lineup has impressed you the most this year? Uh, probably Harry Grant. Been great. Yeah, Been just, fantastic. I mean, I, without, you go into the club. As a commentator the year before, the previous mm. two years, watching, and you and I were really impressed with Centrals on a number of occasions yes. last year and how much they were improving under Paul Thomas, and you could see they were really competitive. We probably didn't see a lot of Harry. No. He had a, and I, now that I'm there, I obviously know that he had a really interrupted year through injury, but his, his work ethic um, during pre-season and his, and his ability to, to really run hard and get himself super fit, but, like, mate, that, that, that's just asking me about one. It's like asking you who's your favourite child. There's a lot of Central's players down there that have really impressed me. I, there's a lot of talent down there. I'll tell you the one I like the most, and if I'm an AFL club, I'm recruiting him tomorrow, and that's Luke, Luca Whiteman. He is a star of the future of his comp if he's not drafted. All right. Uh, I know you're going to say Central's a win, so we'll leave that yeah, uh, for now. Um, and we'll come back and wrap things up here at the Adelaide Oval. And, uh, it's showdown day, so don't go anywhere here on SENSA. The big AFL showdown coming up shortly. We'll be back soon. It's showdown Saturday in Adelaide. We're here at the Adelaide Oval just wrapping things up. Paul Bonza, Mark Ross with you for Morris Finance. Finance made simple with Morris. 
Rossi, let's just go around the grounds AFL-wise. Uh, well, other today. results today yes. down at uh, Gambia. Oh, what are they? How do they pronounce it? What? Gambia. Geelong. Anyway, down at the category. GMHBA. GMBA. It's got to be a name. That's not a name. GMHBA. That's not a name. Cardinia Park. Yeah. Pussy Park. Go on. We've got two winners. Geelong Cats. Can't believe this. We're beaten by Fremantle by seven points. Western Bulldogs were beaten by the GWS Giants by five points. There's upsets everywhere today. What about this one? 41-point winners, the Suns. How does this happen? 41-point winners. That's a great result. I told you, Bonds. I think the Lions are pretenders. There you go. Um, all right, let's get on to this game tonight. This is what we're all about. And don't forget, you will hear it live here on SEN across the network. AFL Nation, Crows Nation, Power Nation, all brought to you by the one team, Kim Dillon, David Wildey and Mark Bickley. They are sitting next door to us, raring to go, um, doing their stretches. Bix is just uh, stretching the calf muscles. Wilds uh, working on his tonsils. And... Uh, Kimbo is just trying to find his glasses. So who wins? Who wins the big showdown here? Uh, Hart says Crows. Head says Nah. Port will get the chockies. Yeah, I, even though there's a bit of illness going through yeah, Port. Yeah, they'll find a way. I think they'll find a way too. I think Port just need need to win this, and they will. Yeah. Hey, mate, it's been fun. It Thanks again. Been. Good luck tomorrow with your doggies. Thank you. And, we'll see you there, uh, probably. Yes, you will. And don't forget, uh, Noah taking on Centrals tomorrow from 2 p.m right here on SENSA. Inga, back in the studio. You're an absolute superstar. I'll speak to you tomorrow. And goodbye, everyone. We'll see, see you tomorrow. next time, Inga. Mate. <laughs> we'll leave you with the highlights. And Lockie Gallant will go back and yeah, take the umpire's cool play on and running into an open goal. Ned McHenry puts the fourth one on the board for the Crows. Straight to Brown. Brown, short kick to Himmelberg over his head. Oh, well done. Brilliantly done by Braden Cook. He might have kicked it. Outside of the boot, running through. 360 spin. Another goal to the Crows. Braden Kirk, long towards Rab Wilson, just goes over his head. He's good enough to pick it up and oh. hit the post. Another poster. Ten behinds, Port Adelaide.